1: this is God's truth in action. Welcome to another edition of Engaging Truth. I'm your host, John Kane, and I bring to you greetings from the uh, good folks at Redeemer in Nacogdoches, Texas. Today with us on the program, we're going to be talking with Terry Kieschnick, and Terry is the wife of the past president of the LCMS, Jerry Kieschnick, and more importantly to us in Texas, he was also the past president of our Texas district and a dear friend Welcome to the program, Terry.
0: Thank you for having me. I feel very honored to be able to speak to people today.
1: Well, we're so happy to have you. Today, uh, we are going to be airing this program uh, on uh, Mother's Day, and um, you know, back when I was in the seminary, they said that uh, ordinarily women are the emotional gatekeepers. <laughs> of uh, relationships between human beings and, and you know congregational life is uh, just uh, an extension of our families and so that's correct the, you know, that's
0: the, very very true
1: the women in our congregations really set that emotional tone for us and so now coming out of covid i wanted to touch base with you uh, since you are a uh, internationally known speaker especially to women uh talking about you know the the encouragement that I think that you can give to us so do you want to bring us up to speed uh, a little bit about yourself
0: well i can start out and briefly tell you um many many years ago when jerry first asked me to marry him he said wanted to know if i would marry him and then he paused and he said i have another question and i said oh and he said i would like for you to join me at the seminary and you to be considered to be a pastor's wife when i told one of my sweet friends she said terry god must be really hard up if he wants you as a pastor's wife And i said well we we will see so we we went to the seminary and i work and jerry went to school and worked part-time and then came time for vicarage um, and we were very blessed we went to a congregation whose pastor had gone to the area to begin a new congregation with nothing and it was a thriving congregation when we got there not long after we were there he became ill and he told Jerry you're going to take over till I feel better and so that was such a learning curve for Jerry and his then the pastor's wife was she was lovely and She taught me a lot of things about being a pastor's wife and loving people. and So we got back, and then we found out we were blessed to be expecting our first child, and I'll talk about that later. But then came call night, and we got our first call to Biloxi, Mississippi, and then ordination, and then we packed up what few earthly things that we had and moved to Biloxi. And we were at a congregation who had many service people in the congregation. Um, anyway, from beginners all the way up to the tippy top. I went that day, that time, to a woman's meeting group. And one of the ladies started quizzing me about stuff, about church and altar Gill, And I remember standing up and saying, ma'am... I didn't come here with all the answers out of the seminary. I came here just to love everybody. And I feel like I can learn so much from all of you if you will teach me. We had a wonderful first congregation. And these people were dear, sweet friends. We had them in our home. And I love to entertain people and, you know, just enjoy. And from there, we got a call to an established congregation in Texas. And I remember leaving Biloxi and crying because I kind of left a little piece of my heart. Once again, people were very great, great and loving. And we once again opened our home. And this one couple laughed and said, we've never been in a pastor's home before. And I said, well, it's no different. (laughs) Anyway, and I said, just don't bring your white gloves. So anyway, we were there for eight and a half years. And Jerry got a call to go to start a mission congregation from nothing. And we prayed about that a long time and we would have had to we took a, a huge cut in salary and so but we decided this was something God wanted us to do. So we went and there was a nucleus maybe fifteen, twenty people that were that were interested in helping start this congregation. Well within within a month, maybe less we found a building and people chipped in and started building an altar and a pulpit and a baptismal font. And these people were such angels of God and that church grew. And then we finally uh, got money and we were able to build our first building and it was wonderful. We were there a little over five, five years. And then Jerry got a call to the district office to work for the Lutheran Foundation. And it was a big change for me because I love the people in our congregation. And I love giving to them and learning from them. So it was a a big adjustment for me. And from there, God had other plans for him. So he became a district president of Texas. And Jerry just loves people, and so do I. So I tried to travel with him to get to know pastors' wives, and and I felt we both felt always very blessed to um, honor and and be a part of the church and to represent the church. So, in the meantime, during that time he was district president, pastors' wives retreat began, and we feel very blessed. Not all districts offer that to their. Pastor's wives. Then God had other plans for us, and so we moved to St. Louis, which was huge. So, once again, we opened our home, entertained, traveled extensively, uh, but loved it. People were so kind and gracious. And yes, along the way, you're going to meet some joy suckers in life, but we let God take care of them. And then we moved back to Texas. And Jerry went to work for Concordia, working in a leadership program. And then he got a call again from his first love. He loved the Lutheran Foundation. And now it's Legacy Deo. And he just loves people. And we're still entertaining. And I guess through it all, I just felt like my part as a pastor's wife or a wife was just to be giving. I love to give stuff to people. To me. That is more fun. And I, I learned uh, to love these women. They taught me so much. Um, I, so I have such a heart for women in our church and beyond. And speaking of women, we talked about it being Mother's Day. And, um, you know, not all women have been blessed to have their very own family. However, I know. Quite a few couples who have loved and mentored and cared for other people's children throughout their life. And the people that they have mentored and love always come back and, and, and stay with them. And to me, they're heroes also. And to me, being a mother is such a blessing and joy and okay, to be real <laughs> honest, not, not every day. I remember seeing a man in the grocery store with two little children, two little girls all dressed up. And I said, oh, sir, just love them. They grow up so fast. And he said, ma'am, today they can't grow up fast enough. <laughs> so, um, you know, their mothers come in all shapes and sizes and mentors. But however, they, we all have something in common. Each one of us comes with a giving and loving heart for our children, and we want the best. And so God let us experience expecting our child. And so I thought, oh, goody. And we talk about adding more children to our family. Well, God saw this in a different way. And after much praying and a few tears along the way and more praying, we decided that we were going to adopt and so we did and at that time there were no cell phones you know that I could call and of course Jerry was making hospital visits and the lady called and said we have a child for you it is a little boy he's a little over two years of age and I said oh and I was worried I thought what are, What are we going to call this child I said what's his name and she said they call him Andy and <laughs> We had picked out the name Andrew, and we were expecting our first child. However, we had a beautiful little girl. And I cannot tell you the feeling that went through my body that God knew who and what we needed. And so it has been a wonderful life with these two. And I also sometimes say we have three children because God bless us with a wonderful son-in-law. So we call him our son in love and i just um looking back i know why god let this happen in our lives because through the years i've been able to talk to women all across the united states who are longing and hoping for a family of their own and just to sit and talk about adoption is you know, a thought, not everybody wants to do it, however, there are those that that do it, and so I feel like that was um a gift God gave me to talk to other women. Um, I just it has been a wonderful experience, and it was one that I never growing up thought that God had these things in mind for us i mean. Sometimes I look back and I am just blown away about all the people that we met, all the travelers both in the United States and internationally. We were so blessed to meet so many people and learn about God's love in their eyes and seeing how they worshiped and cared. And just seeing the mission of the church grow was exciting for us. And it still is. Um, we... You know things have co- slowed down a little for us, but I kind of laughed. Being married to Jerry Kishnick is is like being married to the pink bunny. He has more energy than anybody I ever knew, and so I always think about a Bible verse that was very, very, and has been very special to me all my life. It was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and it, it talks about I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Um, let me see plans to prosper you and not harm you, and plans to I think it says give you hope in a future and and so that that has been such a comfort to me in many, many ways over the years, and I also need to add we are blessed with two wonderful grandchildren um, and the other thing i I wanted to say there 's a song that talks to me. Um And so it's a verse out of a, a regular song, and it's here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard your calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me, and I will hold your people in my heart. And I think that's what I've tried to do through the years is hold people in my heart and just love them. And I guess to sum up my life, I would say, you know, she loved, she gave, she tried. And so I just think I'm so thankful for the things that God has blessed us with. And I just pray that those people who are blessed to be a mother in different ways have a wonderful Mother's Day filled with much joy and sweet memories and and maybe get togethers in one way or the other. And I didn't know if I'd been speaking too much or there's something else you want to ask me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is wonderful, Terry. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about the varied experiences people that have um, if they get to be a mother, but they, you know, everybody has had a mother. Um, and so coming that from correct. that shared human experience. Um, sometimes it's, um, not easy for, uh, uh, people to have children of their own. And yet in congregational life, um, as we mentioned at the outset, that is, um, really an extension of our families. And it's it kind is. of a, a big hybrid family. Uh, we have over 360 congregations, LCMS congregations in Texas alone. Uh, so most every community has one. And so it's uh, not only the pastors' wives that you're talking to today um, across right. Texas, and across the nation, but also the women in those altar guilds, the women, the women in the Sunday school classes. So, what um, you know, as we're as we're coming out, hopefully, of this time of COVID and people have been so isolated, what words would you have for uh, the women? to uh, to maybe take the lead and try something in their local congregations, what, what, what direction can you give us?
0: I just ask that sometimes we just need to be still and ask God what he wants us to do. And, you know, it's okay to fail, but if you never try, you know, you might succeed and soar, but maybe you won't. But it's another stepping stone to try again. I mean, don't give up on things that you would like to do for God. And uh, maybe he leads you in another direction. And you look back over the tapestry of your life and you think, wow, I never would have picked that. But, geez, I'm glad I am here now. So maybe that, uh, to me, is to keep on asking God for a direction in your life. I thank all those women who are so gracious and giving and loving to the church and do things that maybe you don't even see. Probably one of my favorite Sundays in church was people walked in and there was no hymn board up there. Nothing was on the altar. No uh, bulletins were given out. And Jerry started the church service by saying, you know, all these things don't just happen. There are people beside behind the scenes that make these things happen. And all of a sudden, these people were getting up and doing things at the church. And people were so astonished because they had no idea how people worked and gave her their love and their time at church. So, you know, I just say, God bless you and I love you for doing what you do.
1: My wife, uh, Kathy. Uh, mentioned some of the uh, meetings that you've shared time together and she's talked about how you've laughed together and cried together and for many she's people a jewel. <laughs> <laughs> well I'd have to agree <laughs> <laughs> for many people this past year has been a year of isolation and so finding ways to um, be vulnerable if you will but also to uh, to share time with people is going to be a very very psychologically and spiritually important time for for people to undertake. And so I think your your words of encouragement about prayer first and uh, finding out what God wants us to do is a wonderful encouragement.
0: Well, during this time, I tried to call people and say, you know, I miss seeing you. How are you? Or you know, just sending cards and little notes. You don't have to say anything huge or profound, but just saying I'm thinking about you, I love you, I I hope God's keeping you safe. And I mean, it just it's the little things I think that you can do to encourage people each and every day.
1: And that uh, friendship connection shows that you you value them, you love them, and that's a wonderful thing to do. We'll come back to you in just a moment, Terry. I'd like to share with our listeners a little bit about ELM and the program that you're listening to, Engaging Truth. uh, We are now uh, making these available as podcasts if you'd like to uh, check out a a past edition of our programming. We're a small group of Christ-centered folks who believe in the power of communication and the power of God. It has been... uh, uh, for many of us on the um, board of directors or staff, a, um, a wonderful but eye-opening experience uh, dealing with technology and uh sharing these stories. So uh, I think the technology continues to involve and evolve, if you will, and uh, involve so many of God's people. So we're uh, asking our listeners to uh, uh, pray also not only about what He wants you to do in your local congregation, but perhaps if you'd like to uh, be a supporter of what we are doing with this radio program. We have listeners around the globe via internet radio and we have listeners on uh, FM radio locally in Houston so uh, we're reaching uh, lots of folks with the uh, good news of the gospel of Jesus and what Jesus is doing in the lives of individual believers I'd uh, point you to our website elmhouston.org you can access those past uh, radio programs uh, we'd encourage your prayers, and if uh, you'd like to be a partner with us, uh, please uh, send in a donation either on our website or you can mail it at ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Now, back to our guest. Terry, uh, thank you so much for sharing your heart and um, giving our listeners some pointed uh, prayer points and and also talking about things that that people can do. What uh, what's going to be your uh, first emphasis as um, our congregations get back to one hundred percent? What do you what are you looking forward to doing most that you haven't been able to do? Hug people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a hugger and I, I love to hug people and and tell them hello and. The one thing I always enjoyed when we were in the parish, I would stand with Jerry on Sunday so I could meet people because I couldn't always go out with him when he made calls at night with little children. And so that was delightful and that was one way I got to know people. And I loved, I just loved hugging people and I missed that. And that just that human touch and, you know, not everybody's a hugger, but, it, you know, you, you know who is and who isn't, but. Just and just to sit in a church, you know, you can watch it on TV, and that's wonderful. However, just to sit in church and hear other people sing and pray together—that's a mountaintop experience to me. Oh, I,
1: I have to agree. And you know, thinking about the very heart of God, who we read in Scripture that God is love, you know, He, he could have uh, just been sitting in heaven <laughs> and watching uh the the problems of this earth from afar, but instead he sent Jesus into human flesh, to take human flesh into the eternal Trinity, to be our Savior, to be our rescuer, uh to lift us up from the problems uh that we experience here. So we think, And aren't
0: we grateful?
1: <laughs> oh we absolutely are. So it's not only the fact that we can gather as God's people, but that He has first shown us the love that uh that we share with others.
0: I also think that each day is a gift. You know, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, God is giving you a gift for the day. So, you know, try not to mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: I'll try and take that to heart, Terry. (laughs) I I need work on that. (laughs) So we've been talking with uh, Terry Kishnick. Terry, is there a way for people to contact you?
0: You can call Legacy Day-O, and they can route you to my my email address, and uh, I'll be happy to talk to people. Um, you know, and, and John, I want to just say, God bless what you all are doing in reaching people for Christ and extending the mission of the church. That is very, very powerful.
1: So, thank you, Terry, for uh, being with us today. And I'd like to uh, invite our listeners, uh, those of you who would like um, a post-COVID adventure, I'd like to invite you to uh, join Kathy and me as we go back to Germany in June of 2022. We will be going to the heart of the um, Reformation area and the mother church of the uh, whole Reformation movement, Wittenberg, Germany. God bless and contact us at info at ELM.org. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.